Hey guys, welcome to the Lanes Podcast. So after a long time, the NBA is finally back. We're going to dive into everything about the NBA. So without further ado, let's get into it. guys, so welcome to the Lanes Podcast. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA bubble life. So, what is the bubble? We're going to be talking about what the players do in their off time. We're also going to talk about what teams we think to watch, so what teams we believe are the contenders. We're going to talk about what teams that could make some noise that are under the radar teams that people wouldn't really think of. And we're going to talk about some teams that we think that are here for the eight games of the bubble and they might be finished after that. So, without further ado... Locke, mate, how are you? What's going on? What's happening? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How's this COVID been treating you, mate? I, mean, I can't complain. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. We're we'll, we'll trying to get some podcasts in between this whole COVID process, but because of the social distancing, and Locke and I don't live far away, but we live about 20, 25 minutes away, we couldn't really see each other. At the time, we only seen each other once a week. So with that time, we just wanted, you know, Spend some time together, just have a bit of fun. But uh, now that every, the social distancing is eased off for the meantime, I'm going to try to get out some podcasts while we can. So let's not get, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. So the bubble life. So look, I'm going to talk to you about the bubble because you, you you've you've been paying attention about this whole bubble. What's the process like? What so what are they, what is their living like? Oh, I mean, I, I've been been watching just to um, some NBA players, Javale uh, McGee, uh, Troy Daniels, and. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Matisse Dival. Uh They've all decided to vlog their um, sort of experience through the, the bubble life. So, um, yeah, so when they get there, they've got to quarantine uh, for 10 days, I believe it was, and they've got to get a test every day while they're in quarantine. It's the COVID test, yeah? Yeah, the COVID yep. testing. Um, so they're going to get tested every day. They wear a, um, I think it's a... Face mask, is it? They wear face masks, but that's... Oh, I know what you're talking about. They that wear too. a wristband. Yep. Um, which needs to be every every location they go, they've got to tag in and let's get checked. Um, so it basically just lets you know where, who who goes where. Uh, they also wear have to in the morning they use these uh, devices to check their temperature, which they've got to do every morning on their own. And then again um, after quarantine, they still have to get tested every day, uh, and it's just a continuous process uh, for them. Uh, and so far throughout the bubble, they've had absolutely no cases. Which is fantastic it's, news. Um, it's round two of tests just come back and they've had no cases. So I think it's over about uh, 700 tests so far and uh, not one player or official has got um, COVID, which is good, which is what you want. Uh, I think the NBA is leading um, the way. I mean, the uh, the uh, Major League Baseball just um, are having, a, having trouble because um, they're, um, they're going through a little bit of a tough time at the moment. Um, and they've got a COVID outbreak in one of their teams, the Miami Dolphins, third, uh, I think it was 10, 10 or 12 players got uh, pod, tested positive. Um, so now their season's in jeopardy. Yeah, they could get fully cancelled. So, but yeah, the NBA is definitely doing the best job. Um, yeah, so the, the bubble life is pretty fun. I mean, all their meals are made for them. Yeah, um, the meals. Prepped. Some of the meals look all right. Some of the meals are uh, average, but I mean, what can you expect? It's like... Well, it's tough for players like JaVale McGee. Like, they're a vegan. They've, sorry, they have the vegan lifestyle and... A lot of the food in the NBA, it's a, you know the protein that they get is from meat, eggs. So he can't eat any of that. So I think he's been struggling a bit eating his food, you know. But 
you know, it's not that bad, I don't think, the food. I think they're getting meals cooked for them every day. They don't have to cook, really. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'd be complaining again. No, meals I mean, cooked. like, they're living in the... Like, I think Stephen Adams said it. He said they're not... Um, not in Syria. They're not in Syria. It's not, you know, it's not um, like a detention center. He's in, they're in a resort, so... And they've got it. They've got a pretty good... They're... Um, got a resort they can go fishing a lot of players gone fishing a lot of players been playing golf yeah, and the Disneyland resort is massive yeah so it's not like they just you um, know and like you know they can mingle they can actually go like uh, Kyle Kuzma and Marcus Smart they're, they're pretty tight they've been hanging out a lot so their players just have just been hanging out a lot. it's like a, it's almost like a college experience yeah know? it's not it's not like you it's not like you wake up go train and go back into your room I mean because they're all quarantined now and there's no cases they can they can go out and you know mingle do activities that you know normal life can do i i, I think it'd be pretty cool and pretty fun to do what they're doing right now because I mean, we're, we're watching the opening night right now as we speak yeah recording this on and the there's nba day. players that are actually there to watch the game you yeah know, like like the portland trailblazers like cj mccullum lillard and mellow are there watching the uh lakers game I mean, I reckon it'd be pretty fun, pretty cool, you know, because a lot of the players in the NBA, they've played for many teams, so they have a lot of players on different teams that they're friends with. So I think it'd be pretty awesome, you know. I did see, though, that uh, JaVale McGee has been doing his vlogs. I've been watching his ones, and from the south, from the scenes of it, it seems like fishing is a real big in. I, th- I think that they have a lot of piers and stuff at Disney World. But I, but I heard that um, this might not be just this season, the whole bubble, they might be doing it next season too because in America, the COVID cases are real bad. Like they're still in the thousands, you know, of a country each day happening. And, you know, if it keeps happening like that, they're going to have to keep doing this for the foreseeable future. I mean, I think that the, uh, not the physical toll, but the mental toll on players not being able to see their families, it will start to affect them, I reckon, pretty soon. But at the meantime, it's going pretty well. But what we want to talk about now is about the basketball so there's three teams i've chosen that i think are the contenders of this uh, whole nba bubble and locke's chosen the three teams himself we're probably going to have at least one or two the same if not all the same i'm just going to say my three to start with and then locke's going to say his three and we'll talk about it so my three i had are the lakers from the west the clippers from the west and from the east the bucks Locke, what teams do you have all three baby yeah I think those are the only three teams that could win this competition. I think whoever wins out of the LA Western Conference Finals, I think both LA teams will make it, will be the champions. So if the Lakers make it through, I think they'll win. If the Clips make it through, they'll win. They're just both teams with the Lakers and Clippers so deep. I mean, the the Clippers are at least 11 deep. And now that the Lakers picked up Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, they're at least 10, 12 deep too. It's just going to be difficult because Locke said to me before we podcasted, how the ball's going to get around. You know, a lot of players on both teams like to have the ball in their hands. I mean, we're watching the first quarter of the Lakers-Clippers game and every time Kuzma had the ball, you know, he shot the ball. So it's going to be an adjustment period for them. I still think that those teams are the two best teams in the comp. The Bucks, I think the Bucks have the, the, the easiest route to the NBA Finals because I think they'll verse... The, the Celtics in the conference finals I think that will be the conference finals and even then no one can stop Giannis and then they work such so well as a committee and as a team the Bucks I think that they'll be you know pretty solid pretty hard to beat so like what do you reckon what do you have about those three teams I mean the Lakers with their new additions with Dion Waiters and J.L. Smith 
um, if they can uh, play well, um, it's going to make a massive uh, impact. I mean, they've already their first couple of scrimmages we've seen, uh, they've been really playing well, um, and it's they need some bit more shot creators out there. Um, it helps that you know Dwight Howard opted in for the season. That's a big in for massive them. Massive in, massive in. Um, it hurts that Rajon Rondo's out for two months, but he'll be back for should be the finals. Or broken, this with a broken right thumb. Broken so right it's thumb. only a thumb, so it's it's a two months. They say two months, but he'll be back for at least the you know, Western Conference Finals. And it's not like he's really a shooter; he's more of a facilitator. So. Yeah. So and they got AC on their team, so he can come out and run that point. That's Alex Crusoe. Um and yeah, the, look, the Lakers are deep. The Clippers are just as deep. It's going to be an interesting Western Conference to see. I think that all the eyes will be on the Western Conference. We know who's going to come out of the East. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, the East is good. The probably Miami will probably give Milwaukee a run, but I think at the end yeah. of the day, there's no stopping the way the Greek Freak's playing. Yeah, I think out of all players in the NBA, I think Bearman Abayo ranks, oh, I'm not going to say number one, but I think he's top five in marking Giannis. I know that Kawhi would be there, but... You know, if anyone can guard him, I think Bam's a pretty good defender because he's big, but he's mobile. He can move. He moves like a guard. I do think, as you said, Miami will give him. You know, they might give him six games, but you know, I, I still think that the Bucks are going to be pretty hard to beat, especially when Bledsoe comes back from the COVID. He did have a test positive to COVID, but I think he'll come back and he really helps them out, especially with Chris Middleton. He's that third option. But yeah, but th- those are our contenders. I think that can change. I think a team that if they start the fire can be dangerous as Houston. You know, I, I, I don't know. The whole small ball, it is it is whatever people say it, say it is. I still think you need to have a quality center to win competition. You know, even though the, the Warriors, though, were pretty small when they played, they still had Andrew Bogut as their center, Zaza Pachulia as their center. So a strong big man that, you know, get, plays strong defense, gets rebounds. I think another team is uh, Denver. They they've got some interesting pieces on there. They team. do have interesting pieces. I just think they're too young. They've got they rolled out a funny lineup the other day. Yeah, they had Jokic at the point. They had was it Jeremy Jeremy? Yes, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant. The guard shooting guard. They had Plumley at the four, Bol Bol at the five, and, and who was their three? Millsap at the three. Millsap at the three. I mean, technically, that's you know, Jokic is a point is a point center. He can run the point guard. Bol Bol's versatile. He's very well. versatile. He got the uh, he had one good game in his career, and he got drug tested straight after. So, you know, it's pretty that's pretty funny. I reckon you know he's plays one game, dominates. Well, not dominates, plays very well, and then has to go get a drug test. Oh, it's his debut. Yeah, debut. Yeah, I mean, one of the better debuts I've seen in a while. Yeah, so hopefully he actually plays some minutes in these upcoming games, which I'm sure he will. Well, he that's the thing is he actually play. So if he didn't get injured in college, he would have been a top ten pick. Yeah, he's for a, sure. He's he's a. He's like one of those unicorns. For him to drop the 44, that is outrageous. And then he got traded from the team he got drafted by. So that's some wild news. But yeah, we're going to talk about right now the teams that we think don't really have a chance in this whole bubble. Um, I chose three teams myself. Uh, Locke had three teams. I had Phoenix Suns, I had Washington Wizards, and I had Sacramento Kings. I think that the easiest one that doesn't have a chance is... Washington, just basically based off mathematics, the although the Magic are six games ahead of the Wizards already, so they would have to win every game the Wizards, and then if the Magic win three out of their eight, they're automatically in. So it's going to be really tough for them, the Wizards. So I think that mathematically got real, you know, they have a chance, but 
if Orlando wins their first three games and they're done, I still think that Sacramento have a bit a bit more to go. I think that they won't they might win a couple of games, but I don't think that they have anything that takes them to be into that, you know, eighth seed, seventh seed. And then for me, Phoenix it's gonna be tough for Phoenix. They don't have Aaron Baines right now, I don't believe. Or he, he might not be playing the he's first on, couple of games. He's on the way. He's in quarantine at the moment. So for me, I, I I know DeAndre Aiden's the better player, but they play really well with Aaron Baines. Not just the fact that he's Australian, but he really actually plays hard. He gets rebounds. He's good with the pick and pop now. He can space the floor. And he plays very hard defense. And I think he's probably like a top five player in setting screens. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a thing in the NBA where a lot of players don't really get taught the right way to set the screens. I think he's very good at setting screens. Steven Adams is very good at setting screens. Even Jokic, he sets screens maybe on the on his back, on the back side of himself. Sometimes he says that butt screen. I really like the way that they set screens. But you know, I think that it's gonna be tough for Phoenix, especially Deep Book. He's just gonna have to jack him up. And he'll just get tired. What what were your three teams like? I had the same. I mean, it's pretty obvious the teams are not gonna make it. The ones that are not as loaded with star power. I mean, San Antonio is there too. But yeah, that's San Antonio the... has a chance when you've got players like Aldridge and. And um, DeRose, and you still got like, you still got <coughs> vets on that team. So I mean, they're you still got to give them a chance, no matter what. The coach by Greg Popovich, and they're um, you know full of vets, and they've got at least two stars that can uh, make them effective. So, uh, but when you look at uh, teams like uh, Phoenix, who's got Devin Booker, and you know other players that aren't as uh, produced yet, like DeAndre Ayton, um, and then again with the Wizards, uh, Bradley Beal opted out, which is a massive out. So you know it's players that don't have the star power are going to struggle um and yeah i i mean sacramento are the same you know they've got they've got good players but they're not you know produced yet like Deion fox he's not he's not the top of his peak yet and you know bagley same thing but bagley's been injured so yeah bagley for me he can, he can be a real good player he's just can't stay healthy but yeah i think it's pretty obvious with the teams that aren't going to be um in there because um you need star power you need vets you need a deep team to um to really go at it um, and try to compete with this eight, ga- eight games. And there's no way Wizards are definitely on the bottom of my list, but they're definitely not making the team. Um, at Sacramento, and same with Phoenix. I mean, it's just really a runaround for them. I don't I think they just got invited because they had to. Yeah, I think it was, it, was, it was harder with the West. They invited 13 out of the 15 teams because a lot of them were pretty close. I still think that they could, you know, if they didn't invite Phoenix... I think Sacramento are, are above the Spurs. It's like they didn't like the Spurs. I wouldn't really fuss me, but you know, at least they're playing. They, you know, they get to play. They get to be part of this bubble. You know, you know, there's I think six teams or seven teams in the East that aren't even even playing. You know, so they just finished their career already. But I mean, their season already. But you know, it's still good to see these players run around. Yeah, but especially I did, I forgot that Bill opted out. Yeah, Wizards have no chance really. But you know, that is what it is. So we're just going to move on now to teams we think that are under the radar or can really make some noise in this bubble. You know, I had three teams, and my three teams were the Heat, the Pelicans, and I had the Blazers. I think, Locke, you would have had at least one of them. What were your yeah, three? Yeah, well, I had the Heat. I've been loving watching the Heat lately. Um, I throw, what was it, sorry, the, the Blazers. I definitely want to talk a lot about the Blazers. Um, and then just to be different, I'll uh, I'll throw the Mavs in there because I like watching the Mavs with Don Doncic and and Pazingas, So I'll throw I'll throw them in there. 
Yeah. So I'll talk about the Pelicans. The reason why I had the Pelicans is because they might not make the eight, but I think that they really will, you know, shock a couple teams. I think that they did lose today, which is tough. You know, I was watching that first game and JJ Redick was on fire. He was in some real good shots. I just think that, you know, their schedule isn't that bad. They've got a couple of teams that they can really beat and they can get some real good wins on the board. I think they can make some noise. I really, for me, I, I really like watching Lonzo play, especially now that he's got two bigs that like to run the floor. That's the style he likes to play. So he's going to get out and he's going to bust out, you know. Zion, if he runs that floor, same with Jackson Hayes. That's that's the other big I was talking about, Jackson Hayes. They really like to push the ball up the floor. And for me, the, their X factor is JJ Redick because he can just come off screens and he's making a 40% clip of those threes. It's really going to be tough for them to stop. And they can get on a, a roll really fast. They still have Drew Holiday, who's one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA. They still have a player like, uh, what was his name? Sorry. Uh, uh, Derek Favors. They still have Derek Favors, who's a quality big who's proven in this league. So I still, still think that they have all the remnants to make a really good team and a really good push at this. I'm going to talk about the Heat too. Luck will talk about the Heat with me also. But uh, for me, the Heat are the team that. If anyone's going to have a problem with the Bucks, it will be the Heat. Sorry, if any team the Bucks will have a problem with, it is the Heat, sorry. Heat really play well as a team, and that's because of their culture and because of Pat Riley, I think. He really creates a really good culture. Same with Eric Spolster, too. You know, they steer the ship really well. They're probably one of the hardest-working teams in the NBA. For me, my favorite player on that Heat team, apart from Bam and Jimmy, which are the All-Stars, it is Tyler Hero. But this Duncan Robinson guy, man, I'm telling you, he can be like a JJ Redick 2.0 because he is so tall. He's about 6'7", 6'8", and he can move so fluently. He's, he can jack him from anywhere, man. This guy, I'm telling you, he will be a top five three-point shooter in the next three years of the NBA. I reckon this guy can just flat out ball. What do you think about the Heat, Lock? Man, the Heat the heat are underrated team. I love it, though. Like, Jimmy, it just everything suits Jimmy. You know? It just suits you, mate. Give, give Jimmy the underrated title, he loves it. Like, he loves that kind of... Like uh, the, that title. Like that, when he signed there, everyone was like, oh, what's he going to the Heat for? He's yeah, just going exactly. for the money. I mean, the demeanor that he has when he's on the court is amazing. And it just suits the Heat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It just suits. He's, he's a good player for the system. I mean, they've got the young guys. You know, had breakout guys like Duncan Robertson and Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn was good for them too. You know? So, like, those kind of players are going to be fun to watch. And, I mean, we'll talk about it with the Blazers, but, like, players who got were late additions in the season before the break, like, you know, uh, Iguodala and Crowder, like, they've just had a mini camp dude like imagine what happens when you have a mini camp you can actually learn the playbook play with your teammates get some chemistry like you think about it all those teams who've just been added you have they've been added because you know it's a mini camp you know and also you know people who've been added before COVID now they've got this whole break and and now the training camp that they've just had to you know get on with their teammates and learn the plays, the system, and how they're going to play, and what they what they mean to teams. So, I mean, I mean, I love Crowder and I love Iguodala, and it just brings it that veteran presence that they need. Yeah, they're, pro- they're proven players in the league. Yeah, hundred percent proven players. You know, Crowder's played with you know some real good players. Played with LeBron at the Cavs, but when he was playing at the Celtics, he was one of the most under underrated players in the league. He was making a push nearly to be an All Star. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's probably not an All Star level, but no, you know, but he, he had a good season. He's a three and D, and you can't. You can't teach. I mean, same with Iggy. Iggy's just you know that veteran presence. You know, he's on just, and off streaky with his shooting, but his defense and his playmaking ability on the court is second to none. He'll just calm them down, you know, when they're because they're pretty young 
apart from Jimmy. He'll just calm them down when they get a bit frazzled, you know. They call that timeout, and Spolstrom might not have a lot of things to say because he's trying to just break a timeout, trying to break some momentum. But Iggy will just give that calming presence. Oh, man, yeah. when, when you go to the finals a lot, it's definitely it definitely helps heaps. But, um, yeah, I, I love watching the Heat. They're just energetic. I think when you've got someone like Jimmy leading the team, um, it it's awesome. And then you've got players like Bam, who's so versatile and fun to watch. You've got Kelly Olenek, you've got Myers Leonard. You've got all these players who are being good rotation players and then now fit into this culture of Miami and, and Jimmy's just leading it by example. One player you didn't mention, I didn't mention, I didn't mention him on purpose, but this player's going to add some real firepower to him, Goran Dragic. I'm telling you, he's going to come back. He's been healthy for a bit now. He'll really start to roll, especially now that they've got players like Iguodala and Crowder that are real smart. He'll come off and he'll really be a player. I think you'll see uh, in general, like a generalization of players who have been injured. You know, players like um, Paul George, who's had two crappy shoulders. I mean, you talk about Gawain Dragic, who has been in the other lineup. Players like um, another one I'll talk about, Kristaps Porzingis, a big one. Um, players that have come off injuries that um, usually when you play a season and you come back, you don't really have the time to, you know, once you start playing, you don't really have the time to, you know, keep keep thinking about that rehab stuff. Do the right rehab precautions, um, yes. And it's just, you know, it's just harder when you, when you play it, you know. But now that they've had this break and now they can get as fully healthy as they can be, I think you're going to see um, players like, you know, Dragic and Paul George come out and play some peak basketball, which is going to be fun to watch, especially um, Porzingis, hopefully, too. Well, now that you've talked about Porzingis a bit, delve into the Mavericks and why you believe they'll be a smoky. I, I just like it. I mean, when, when you've got a player like Doncic, who's just like a, you know, arguably he's going to be one of the best players in our game eventually. You know, well, he was before he tore his ACL. He was an all-star. He made the all-star team. Um you know, he, he, Doncic is crazy. You know, he's, he's, what is he, like 20? Doncic? Yeah, he's 20. You know, he's young he's as hell. He's not 20, he's 21. Yeah. No, he's 21, sorry. He's 21. 21. So he's young as hell. He, yeah, sorry, he's a 99 baby, so he's, he's my age. Um, So he is crazy as hell, leading the team. Like I said, arguably one of the best players in this league. Um, He's up there already, you know. Uh, and the things he does for that team. You know, it does hurt that they don't have um, uh, Dwight Powell playing for them. But I think yeah, that's a big up they've got good role plays. And I just like I like watching their team, especially, like I said, with Chris Stapps having a good training camp under his belt. I think I think he's going to come out aggressive. And I think, you know, we saw it when he played for the Knicks. And we saw glimpses of it when he played for the Mavs. That the old Porzingis, that, you know, just the versatility that he brings to the game. He's basically a stretch four that's seven foot three or four. And can play the five position, but can play on the wing as well. Well, you I talk. Mean, well, yeah, you just talked about Porzingis. The reason why he's going to start to fire is because of Doncic. Yeah. Doncic is a point. I reckon he's a point guard. One of the best. He's not. He doesn't technically play the point guard, but he's a point guard for me. He'll just, you know, he he the the way he reads the game, the way he throws lobs, the way he yeah, the way he reads the game, it's it's really second to none. The only other player I've really seen. That, I, that plays in the NBA today that reads the game as nice as him and as well as him, it's LeBron because they they're kind of big boys like that. You know they're not they're not six foot they're six foot six six foot seven they're they're tall fellas, and they really know how to read the game. Especially him playing in Europe for that long. Oh, yeah. He was playing since he was fourteen. And he's playing for a good club. In yeah, he was too. playing for Real Madrid. You know, he's the MVP of the Spanish league or or the final series. Sorry, so. He's a proven player. He's a top five player in the NBA right now. I just think it's 
yeah. it's a no-brainer that you did have the Mavericks in. It's only that we could choose three teams. Yeah, well, I think like also players like again like players that they've added like Willie Cauley Stein. Yep, good player. He's, he's another player that you know, Dwight Powell was that center that could rebound. Yes, Dwight Powell adds a little bit more offensive power, but I think Dwight Powell can go out there get you ten and ten a game, a couple blocks here and there. He's uh, if he's had again on that training camp under his belt, I think it's going to add to the depth and the play of the Mavericks. You got they added Trey Burke as well, so you know he's a he's a smoky on and off player when he gets on the court, but he can absolutely ball out sometimes as well. I mean we've seen that when he played for the Knicks. Yeah, both both of the Stein and Trey Burke they kind of bounce around the league a bit. Well, not Stein as much, but he's been on two teams this year already, so he's kind of bounced around. He hasn't really found a home yet, so it'll be going, it'll be really good to see him get a home. I think that the uh, Mavericks is actually a good fit for him. Yeah, I agree because he's going to really be a you know strictly a runner. And when I yeah. say runner, he's just going to rim run, get rebounds, finish lobs, and do the dirty work, which is probably going to be perfect for him. I mean, him. they're deep and they're exciting. I mean, Seth Curry's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he's been a couple he's of scrimmages. He's the best, he's the best Curry in the league right now. Yeah, that's right. Best Curry in the league. No, yeah, he's been actually playing um, really well. you got bloody um, Tim Hardaway Jr. So, Tim Hardaway Jr., you've got uh, JJ uh, Barea. You've also got Jalen Brunson, who I, I really like, Jalen Brunson. They also picked up Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who can be a Michael good player. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who's just coming off for his injury. So, once again, another player who who's had some time off. He can, just, got, he can just add... I think another player I really like is DeLon Wright. Doesn't yeah, get no, really Del- talked about. DeLon Wright's that. a real good player. I think he's very underrated. Very, very underrated player. So, you've got... This team is going to be exciting to watch. That's why I had him as a smoky. I think... I mean, the other team well, I'm going to start talking about is, is the Portland Trailblazers, and um, health was a big concern at the start of the year for Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, it was real tough. To and know. we talk about training camps, and we talk about injuries to Collins and Nurk and players like that. I mean, you've just given the Portland Trailblazers a fully healthy squad with start and center. Well, at the moment, they the other the other day they rolled out Whiteside and Nurk at the same time. Don't yeah. forget your Whiteside Nurk Collins is back healthy. Mello is looking slim. Yeah, Mello's looking in. peak. That big in is Nurkic. Big know, in. Oh, massive. And he looks good in the scrimmages. He looks like he hasn't lost a touch. And, that, you know, of course, he's you know a bit slow out there. But Ooh. Nurk is Nurk. And he brings a lot to that game. It's funny how much he uh, didn't really... How much he was missed out on the court by the Blazers. Because he just... The versatility is a big man. He can shoot the three. He can, he's got a great vision for a big guy. And he can bruise. Just you what know? you were alluding to with Nurkic... The reason why I think his injury was, you know, a pretty bad, a very bad injury, sorry. But the reason why he doesn't look like he's lost a lot is because his game wasn't revolved around athleticism. You know, he's very much, he's very much a bruiser. You know, he he's got a lot. Of, he's got as most European players now. He's got a lot of real good touches. You know, he's got soft touch of the ball. He can really find players, and I think he'll he'll be perfect now, especially that. He's, he won't have to do as much now that they have white side. You know, he can just pick his spots, pick his times. And he, he slowly just has to, you know, just acclimate himself back into the team. But, yeah, I, I do, as you said, the Blazers are going to look real good. I yeah, think I mean, that... like, when you can get Collins back healthy and Nurkic, like, I mean, and then we've all seen how slim Melo looks in, in photos recently. It's, it's, again, a smoky team who could give, if they can make the eight, they give that one seed a good good run for the money. If that one seeds the Lakers or the Clippers, I still think that's going to game six. No, I think... No, I don't think that. I think it would be a game five. I think that the Lakers and Clippers are just too good for them. Especially now there's no home court. I think if there was a home court advantage, yeah, they'd maybe get two games, but no, I don't think that. I think that if they versus the Clippers, especially CJ McCollum will get 
found out defensively. He will be too tired to play offense. And then Damon Lillard, look, he's probably the... Oh, is he the best point guard in the league right now? One of them. Yeah, he's, I don't know. He's probably not, maybe not the best, but he's at least... I think he's at least top three. Went healthy, Steph Curry for me to first. But yeah, I, I still think that they would only win one game because it's just going to be so tough to beat the Lakers and Clippers. They can... Lakers and Clippers can really switch everything, you know. Same with the Clippers. So I just think it'll be tough for them. But the one player on the... um. The Blazers, sorry, that can really add some, not firepower, but can really add a lot of experience to them is Trevor Reza. He's think. not playing for them. He's not playing? No, he opted out. Oh, he opted out, sorry. Well, if they had Trevor Reza, you know, he would have been a nice pickup. But yeah, I keep forgetting all the players that have moved out. I'm sorry that um opted out. But yeah, no, I do believe if the Blazers fire, they'll be the team that will make that eighth seed in the uh, West. They'll, I think that they're, be- they're better than Memphis and they're better than New Orleans. So I think that they they will make it, but you know Memphis don't have to win as many games as them. So we'll be interested to see who really gets into that eighth spot. Who do you reckon will get into a lot prediction? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Blazers in there because I'd like to see Dame in the playoffs because he's he's bloody awesome. Yeah, I'll say I'll say the Blazers too, but I would like to see the Grizzlies actually make it because it's it'll be good to see you know John Moran a rookie leading you know, a team to the playoffs versus LeBron, I think that that would be a nice, fun series. It'll probably be a sweep, but, you know, it'll be a fun series to watch and it'll, it'll put him more of a premium ground. But, you know, those were the teams that we had that could be some smokies. Some playoff matchups we would like to see come to fruition. So we got a, we got three matchups. My first one is I would like to see the Lakers versus the Pelicans. These are all, you know, hypothetical. They might not happen, but that's what we'd like to see. I'd like to see Lakers versus Pelicans. I'd like to see Denver versus Mavericks. And then I would also like to see Miami versus Indiana. Those are the three Locke and I both had. Just because we think that they're going to be interesting. We're going to dive into the first one is going to be the Lakers Pelicans. It's the new coming of LeBron versus LeBron James, really. I mean, Zion, his play type is kind of like a LeBron. A bit more aggressive. Not as much touch as LeBron has right now. But I think that'll be an interesting game to watch. Especially because they had that big trade in the off season, I think that would be like a, a storyline. And imagine if the, you know the Pelicans steal a game or two, you know it'd be really interesting to watch. What do you what do you reckon about that one? Yeah, like? I mean you can't. The league wants Zion in the playoffs. Yeah, this is the reason why they had this bubble. You know, the the NBA wants Zion, and and they're trying to market it. And he's a big market for the NBA at the moment, especially for the younger fans. But I think it's going to be, um, yeah, I think that'll be an exciting matchup. I think, you know, it's always good. As, I mean, this, you talk about storylines. I mean, it's unfortunate that there ain't no home home ground advantage because, I mean, AD returning against the Pelicans. I mean, that's one storyline for you right there. That would have been massive. Um, you know, returning home. You can imagine the boos he would have got from the home crowd. Um, but you can just imagine, like, you know, Zion going up against it, the next touted thing. You know, he's taken he's taken that role Anthony Davis had on that team. And, and you know, he's, he's coming out of... College is one of the biggest uh, players coming out of college since the, LeBron James. Yeah, he's probably got the most hype since LeBron of a player. Is he living up to that hype? Yes, I think he is. We just don't know what he'll be. When I say and when I say yes, he is. Look, the games he's played, the nineteen games, he's looked like the real deal. He looks like he'll be an all star probably next season. So, I think that this will be an it will be a fun matchup to watch. It'll just be really fun. It might not ever happen, but that's a, that's a matchup we would like to see. The second matchup we'd like to see is Denver versus Mavericks. 
especially because we have some European players playing against each other. Some of the smartest players in the leagues playing against each other, and Doncic and Jokic. I mean, that would be a fun matchup to see, you know, especially if uh, the Nuggets can incorporate both Michael Porter Jr. and Bolwell into into the team, into that rotation. I feel it'll just be fun to watch, you know, this is a new wave. These new teams in the West, I think, will be two teams in the West in a couple of years, you know, three, four years that can really make some noise because they're both pretty young. And I think that a team like Dallas will attract a free agent, especially now that they have someone like Doncic and Porzingis. What do you think about that matchup? What? Look, I, I like that. I like uh, Jokic and Doncic. They're, that's a good little matchup there. And, you know, there's, again, you talk about Europeans and a lot of moving the ball. It's gonna That would be a fun lineup to to watch. And, you know, Doncic versus Jokic. you got Jamal Murray out there who can fire. Uh, Gary Harris still there. you got Michael Porter Jr. The, like the, the, the Nuggets are young and, and still learning, but they're, they're fun to watch. They're exciting, and same with the Mavs. You know, they're exciting to watch. Whenever, whenever you've got one of the best players in the league on your team, it's awesome to watch. And I think another team, probably another smoky matchup in there, I'd like to watch. It would be, you know, either Denver or um, Mavericks versus the Jazz. Because you talk about ball movement, the Jazz are, you know, with uh, what's his name, Coach Snyder at the at the yeah, helm. Snyder. He he, you know, incorporates that ball movement, and you've got players like Joe Ingles. They're another European team heavily European team um, and they're really really fun to watch and Joe Ingles I love watching Jingland Joe out there do his thing slow-mo Joe whatever you want to call him big average, trash talker uh, big trash talker uh, slow-mo, massive slow-mo Joe average Joe whatever you want to call him his nicknames but he's uh, he's awesome to watch they get the ball movement and I mean you can't go wrong with Donovan Mitchell there and I think adding Mike Conley there he's another smoky player that could uh, have a good little little scrimmage eight games here but I think yeah I think those those two teams, Mavs and, and Nuggets, definitely, just because you, know, you, you love watching basketball and you love watching the ball moving, and I think there'll be a lot of highlights from there. But I think if there's any other team to verse those two, um, I'd throw the Jazz in there just because of, the again, the ball movement. Yeah, absolutely. And our last matchup, the only reason I put this one in there, we put this one in there, is because I want to see Jimmy Butler go up against TJ Warren because they had that massive beef in that one game. And then they had Jimmy Butler coming out on Instagram saying... This is the date. I can't wait. You know, ready for this. You know, they really wanted to have a crack at each other, which you know I think it's it's good for the NBA. You know, great create some rivalry within the league. You know, everyone doesn't have to be buddy buddy with each other. You know, I really like that. I do think that that actually that matchup will probably happen because it's a four five seed, and even if they swap each other, it'll still be you know the that seed the, the seedings. So I really want to see that one happen, especially because. I really want to see Miami get to that second round and verse the Bucks. It would be awesome because I think that they are uh, Miami, a real good team to to beat, not beat, but a real good team to see if they can prove weaknesses in Milwaukee. I think there's a that's a matchup that both Lakers and Clippers would love to see because it'll really tie Giannis out. But yeah, that matchup is for me. I think it'll just be a real fun. A tense matchup. What about you, Lock? I love it. I think it'd be awesome to see um, Victor Oladipo. He he's a good player. Is Don't he, is he going to play? Yeah, I think he's leaning towards playing. Yeah, they he, originally he said he wasn't going to play, but then he's come to the bubble and quarantined and started the scrimmage. So he is looking good. He did he did play in a couple of the scrimmages, and I mean they've got TJ Warren who looked really really good. And you talk about the rivalry, man. They want to they want to kill each other. So that's. 
That's awesome. I love that kind of rivalry. And you throw it into the the old school, not old school, but you know, back into the 2012, 2013 Indiana versus Heat. Obviously, not two same teams, but they had that rivalry there. And it's if they can keep it, be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I think you know Jimmy Butler going at him. Jimmy Butler has that never stay never say die attitude, and he just goes at him. You know, it goes for the throat, and he just keeps going until he gets the win. He he always a competitor, and he loves to win. He's seen that over his career, um, and, and and all those career um all those situations he had in Minnesota where he he jump on the team of the bench and and dominate and try to beat the team that's a starting five. So it's awesome. I think his culture and the thing he brings to the Heat is going to be awesome. It'll be see, it's interesting to see what um what the the Pacers can do. Because they've got they've got some they've got some good players on their team. They've yeah, they really do. Underrated have some good players. players. They've got TJ McConnell, who I really really like. He's an absolute dog of a kid. They got an all star in Demonte Sabonis. Yeah, again another good Euro. Miles Turner, who's again he can he can fire on and off, streaky player. You got if Vic decides to play and Brogdon, you got a smoky looking team. I mean, their their starting lineup's not half bad. Brogdon, Vic, Warren. no, Malcolm Brogdon for me could be an all star in two three years. I think. If you got Brogdon, Vic, Warren, Sabonis, and Turner, that's not a bad stunt five off the bench. You've got McDermott, you've got Holiday, you've got Aaron Holiday. You've got the two Holiday brothers, sorry. Justin and Aaron, yeah. Justin and Aaron. You've got... Oh, who's their centre? Do they have a backup centre? Oh, I can't. Not the top oh, I think it could be TJ Leaf, the young kid TJ from UCLA. Leaf. No, uh, they have... um. They, they drafted that centre. Go oh, down. George, yeah, exactly. they, they play between the they, they play, they play those two, yeah. But oh. it's gonna be that's that's another smoky matchup I'd like to see out there. Be be good fun, a lot of entertainment I reckon. They also got Doug Doug McDermott, McBuckets. yeah, Dougie, Dougie McBuckets. You know, mate, they got a, they don't have a bad team. The, the the only tough thing for them was losing Jeremy Lamb. Was it his it was AC, it was his ACL right or his Achilles? It was it was one or the other. That's that's a tough loss for them. Because they really, they really look good with him on the court. They can go small ball, push suppose at the five, you know, play him, play with uh, Oladipo too, and Brogdon. But yeah, no, I, I, I do think that would be a real fun matchup to watch. But It'd be interesting. It's good. It's thank God the NBA's back. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just good. It's not just good for sport. I think it's good for people. You know, just you know, watch you know live entertainment. I think same with. Same with any other sport really that's coming back. It's just good for people, you know, can they can get away, they can not think about, you know, all the stresses 100%. and stuff within, I mean, in within this whole COVID. The NRL, NRL come back pretty early and they set up a pretty similar thing with the bubble. Yeah, they're they're, they're one of the leading leading uh, sports and codes in this whole you know and quarantine COVID. I mean COVID, sorry. It's been awesome. I mean, like you said, mental health people at home. It's people. I mean, I for example, you know, not mentally health, not mental health, sorry, but. But for example, I've I love the NRL, but I've never really gone into it too much. And then because it's become on TV, it's become my favorite sport because I've just been got straight back into it. Yeah, because and I we watch basketball love it. so much. Yeah, you know? and again, you talk about guys who you know during lockdown you can't really do too much. You're stuck at home, and when sport comes on, it you know brings the family together. You get something to watch, and it's good stuff. So it's great the NBA's back, and hopefully it stays the same way. Yeah, hopefully too. So. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the Lanes Podcast. We're going to have another episode coming up next week. We might do our two part of it. We're going to talk about the NBL too because we we really do follow the NBA to engage in the NBL. Sorry, follow and engage in the NBL quite a lot now, especially that you know there's a couple of people that we know starting to play in the league. So we're going to dive into that, and especially now that a lot of college players are really 
flirting with the idea of coming and playing in the NBL. So we're going to have a, another podcast on that, their free agency, because a couple of players have been really moving around. So we're going to have one on that, and then we're going to have another one next week on the NBA. So thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we were on Instagram, on the Lanes podcast. So give us a follow, and thank you very much. Have a good day.